Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio, episode 23. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. In this episode, Eric shares his amazing insights on how to find that moment, that Zen state when a true connection with the Force flows through you, discover how to build your relationship with the Force so that it can work with you and through you. Enjoy! It's one thing to say to have focus and to to have that clarity and that precision, but the interesting thing is, is I also find that those things are words meaning clarity and precision and this is what you should have. It's like, I guess what I'm saying is is that to me those are actions and spiritually I want to know what does it mean to be focused? What does focus mean? What what does that place mean? What what does that mean? Does focus mean that I'm just, just, just entrenched mentally? What does entrenched mentally feel like? What is entrenched that moment, what what is it? What is that? Is it a moment of clarity? Is it a moment of 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 just non thought? Is it a moment of both? Is it a moment of fixation? Because when he talks about the, the 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 eye of the crow, is it a fixation that that's all he can see? And then imagine now, of course, my brain's thinking, you know, how can he see the crow's eye from that far away? What does he got like eighty eighty vision or something? You know, so or is it fifteen fifteen or ten ten? I never can remember if it's higher or lower. I guess it's high. Whatever. Point being is that when he says that he can see the the crow's eye, being that I have some ancient memory, uh, the point is, is that there's so much loss in written words, there's so much loss in stories, and the point is, is that I don't think he's seen the crow's eye with his eyes. He's seen it with his eyes, but in his mind's eye, he he was seeing the crow's eye as his regular eyes were seeing the crow. So you could say like there's this this eye, and then then there's this whole bird, but it's like a, a pupil, a tiny tiny speck. And then here's the bird, and then here's the eye. But he it's like an overlay. It's like in his mind he he can see two images, one of a super super imposed one, and then the other one with the larger bird. In his mind, it's to say when is the moment that you feel the force. When is the moment that you feel the knowledge or the flow or the energy of of that moment? And what is it? What is it? When Luke Skywalker is feeling the moment to move his sword before the little ball shoots out the electrical shocks at him, he first is getting hit until he, he trusts his instinct where to be before it happens. There's a, a knowing. There's a, a sense. There's an awareness, and that is your your higher sense. But it's also a shared intelligence. You're connecting with a higher intelligence. So it is that moment of clarity. There's a moment where you rise above everything else, and you let some other intelligence think for you. That that it thinks with you. That that it amplifies your thought. That it overlays your own consciousness. And it is in that moment of, of how do you achieve that? How do you how do you 
experience that Zen moment? When, when do you know that you're there? How do you, how do you make it stronger so that, you know, there's, there's a point where you could feel it, but, but are you uh, allowing to relax your motor gears enough to, to let it move you as it needs to be to, to do whatever it needs to do, or are you fighting it with that consciousness that's still remaining because you're not fully in that Zen place? That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. So to me, feeling the force, a lot of times people just go through the actions. You know, like we say, you know, raise your sword, take your sword out and swing it and cut and do all these things. But they're motions. They're, they're like we, we can visualize in our mind what we're supposed to do. And we just do it. We say, oh, we're cutting the cords. We're, we're creating the pyramid. Okay. But, but you're not in that Zen state necessarily. Most people at least aren't. You're not, you're not in that, that place of true connection with the force. For instance, are you just moving your swords thinking you're cutting the webs, or is something moving you precisionally? Are you feeling the force? Is the force cutting the webs? Is it moving through your body? Is it, is it becoming one with you and doing for you what it is that you need to do? Because it knows so much more than you. It knows so much better than you. Do you have that clarity? Are you... Are you just going through the motions, or are you are you flowing? Are you experiencing? Are you in in that that place where you're where you're in union with the force? And that's what I want to point out. It's it's, it's the details that people forget. It's the details of of being in that relationship with God, with the force that. We think we're cutting cords. We think we're doing our pyramids. We and it's good, but it's not great. Because we want to rush, we just want to automate. We just want to say, okay, I, I spread my butter on, on my toast and now I'm eating it. You're not even thinking about what you're eating. You're not even thinking about the butter. You're not even thinking about what you're doing. You just gave it a moment's attention and your, your body's just kind of doing it while your mind is looking at the TV or having a conversation or doing whatever it is. It's not thinking about the actual experience of eating the toast. It's not thinking about how the butter's spreading on there or where it is or it is or it isn't, but not, not the full effect. When you're cutting cords, when you're building a pyramid, are you with God or are you separate? Are you choosing to bring the force into you? When you breathe in prana, are you just seeing blue light come into you? Or are you emptying your, your, your being, you're emptying yourself so that you could fill it with God, with the force, with the energy of that moment? Are you, are you truly in a spiritual place? Are you truly giving yourself to God? Are you truly devoted are you truly a warrior that says my life and my purpose and my existence, every meaning of every essence of, of the core of me is so in love with you, God, that, that I just want you to move into me and work with me and help me do what I have to do. The difference between the quality of your work, the quality of your spirituality, I think that so many people spiritually go into a rut or when the dough is low, it's A, if you go down with it, it's because you have terrible maintenance. You maybe you say, well, I've been doing this and that, or I've been doing my meditations, or I've been doing these things, okay? Really? I would say you're exactly right. You have been doing them, but you haven't been living them with God. You haven't been living them with the force. You forgot God. He's like some child that you forgot you had or some pet that you have. You've forgotten to give fresh water to. You just leave it with a, a bowl of water that's been there for three days because you're too lazy to just make a few seconds effort to refresh it with fresh water each day. It's, it's, are you 
thinking about surrendering yourself each time? Is your relationship with God for real? Or is it just an automation like everything else in your life that you found a place to categorize it and put it? And that's what you did to God. You shelved God as just a thing. God is just a piece of toast. It's a process amongst the other things where your mind is really at. I need to make money. I want to get laid. I want to do this. I want to do that. Where is your priority? Where is your relationship with the universe? Where is your, your love? Where is your passion? Where is your embrace, your deep embrace with the force before you do these things? Are, have you welcomed God into your heart? Like I, always, I think one of the most beautiful moments I seen once was, was a, a documentary watch I watched on an Alzheimer's patient who couldn't remember up to a minute of his memory. And I thought, what a tragedy, and yet there was something – also beautiful in it, and in a sad way, but the Alzheimer's patients, the son would, would walk in, and the, and the person was playing, I guess, piano or something, which he never forgot, interestingly enough. Uh, but he forgot his own son's, like, he would just see him as a, as a person, and he wouldn't remember five minutes each time he came in. And the son came in, and the, the, the man stopped looking at him, and he looked at his son, and his face lit up with joy, and he said, Hi, George, how are you? Oh, it's so good to see you. And he wanted to hug him, and he wanted to, like, later he hadn't seen him. He says, I haven't seen you in such a long time. And I thought, how sad, such a long time. And he was so happy. And then he, he lost his focus, and he started doing something, and the son kind of stepped a foot away and went back, not even 30 seconds, I think, and he looked up, and he seen the son again. He says, hi, George, I haven't seen you in such a long time. It was such a joy. And I feel like each time that you see the universe, what do you feel? Have you taken God for granted? Have you taken your, your existence of life for granted? Have you taken the gift of life for granted? Have you taken your existence in for granted? Have you taken the purpose why you're here for granted? I know it's hard. I know that you fall asleep. But at some point, you have to actively say, when do you choose to see God? Or do you just want to see through him and know that he's supposed to be there? Have you greeted God to feel warmly welcomed? What is your relationship when you cut your webs? What is your relationship when you build your pyramid? What is, what is your relationship with the force? Are you letting God move into you before you go through those actions, through those motions? Where, where are you? Where do you choose to be? It's a choice. And nature has a funny way of vetting out the weak from the strong. And I would say to you, if you truly are strong and you don't want to be vetted out, then you have to embrace and enforce yourself with the relationship with the force and let it move through you. So back to the bird and seeing the bird, there is a moment of clarity. That clarity came from meditation. Meditation isn't just sitting. It's not just going there. But those are the elements that give you the tools, the practice to get up and, and go into that state of mind. When is the last time you walked through a park and you found a key, like a, a tree that had a key in it and moved you? When is it the last time you've seen something that moved you? When's the last time that you got up and tried to look for it, that you ventured out to find it? These are the things that feed your soul. When is the last time you fed your soul or have you been feeding your soul, which is God, which is the prana in you, to other people who, who wouldn't know. They're just pigs that, that would eat your soul and that you just stupidly and mindlessly give, give it away. That moment, that Zen moment, is like sitting on the ground in the middle of a, of a park 
and you're just looking out at the trees, the people, the environment, you hear the, the nature, you hear the people, you hear the children, you hear the clinking of the, the bike ringing from the bicycles, you, you hear dogs barking in the distance, and you look down and you see grass, just grass, and in that grass, you reach down and you pluck one grass, one single blade, and you look at it, and you, you stroke it, even bring it to your nose or to your lips and move it across so that you feel the texture, the coolness, the fine, fine hairs that are on a blade of grass, and you admire it. And you look at it, and you touch it, and you hold it. And for some moment, for some reason, there is no more barking dog. There is no more children making noise. There's no more people. There's no more birds. There's no more anything. It's you with that single blade of grass. And that is your moment of zen. That is your moment of being fixated. That is your moment of clarity. It's the moment that you move your eyes from that blade of grass. It's what you feel. It's, it's what you're feeling in your chest at that moment. It's what you're remembering right now because you don't need to go and do it. It's in your mind. It's tagged. And you, you look out from looking at the blade of grass when you're in that moment and nothing else exists. Just you and the universe. And, and what comes in between is the peace, the beauty, the healing. The clarity, and it's at that moment that God can reassemble you, can refix you, can retool you back together, can remake you, all in an instant, in an instant. But you have to choose to sit in the park, you have to choose to go to the park, you have to choose to make that moment, you have to fight for that moment, and not let somebody distract you or, or say, hey, I haven't seen you in fuck, what, three years, oh my God, what are you doing? And they plop down next to you. I mean, are you being distracted? Is it the dark side? Is it? I mean, it could just be perfectly normal. But where is your moment with the universe? Where is, when, is, when are you going to take the universe in your hand and walk with it and share your heart with it? It's in that moment of holding the blade of grass, in that Zen moment when everything stops and nothing exists, it's not thinking about that moment happening or wanting it. It does because you didn't ask for it. It's because you chose for it to happen. Like the flower blooming when it comes to its point to bloom. The blade of grass becomes your moment. And when you look up from the blade of grass in that moment, you, you dip away from it. You separate from it for a moment. And you look out. The question is, is, what is the first thing that your eyes set upon? Is it a person? Is it a thing? Is it a tree? Is it a dog? Interestingly enough, you'll find that your eyes take in the whole scene and you feel it in your chest. And there's a wave of joy, there's a wave of happiness that moves upon it. And then all of a sudden you forget and you go back into the machine, you go back into the dough. But you were healed for a moment. You'll carry that moment now for the rest of the day. That's the point. When Arjuna looked up and seen the crow, the difference between him and everybody else was they never experienced the blade of grass. They never had that moment of clarity. 
that moment of clarity is when God can work through you if you allow it to. It's like a water that moves through you, a river that flows through you, and you become one with it. It makes sense somehow. And when everybody else looked at the, the crow, they were like looking at the blade of the grass, but they never understood it. They just kept hearing the people. They kept hearing the chatter in life. Arjuna, seeing the blade of grass, he felt it in the bird's eye. The bird's eye became the blade of grass for Arjuna. It doesn't have to be a blade of grass. It just became a, his fixation, his moment. When he got fixated on the bird, he fixated on the eye, and the eye was like the grass with the hairs on it. Everything became micro versus macro at the same time. He became unified with the force. You became unified with the blade of grass. And at that moment, he did not pull the trigger alone to shoot the arrow. He was in a Zen state because he could allow it to happen because he had training for meditation. He understood how to, it's like swimming underwater. How far can you swim underwater? How long can you hold it before you have to breathe? We, we can go into a Zen mind, but as long as we're in this world, eventually we have to pop out to breathe. But you can, you can make it longer if you relax, if you trust yourself, if you just stop worrying about whether you have enough air in your, your, your breath to swim the distance underwater. You just calm yourself. You can go much further. You remove yourself from the panic of the mind. He got into a Zen state, and all he could see was the, the bird's eye. All that one could see was, was the grass. He couldn't hear anything. He couldn't, any, nothing else existed. Nothing else existed but the bird's eye. Nothing for you existed except for the, the blade of grass. And then he, in unifiedness, shot the arrow, not on his own accord, but with the universe. And it was pure precision. It was pure perfection because he allowed himself to work with the force. And the force is perfection. If you can go there with a blade of grass, and all of you have, it's not a moment that you intended. It's a moment that God found you. And you found God and you, you went into that state of mind. You too can do that with the sword, with the pyramid, with everything that you've ever learned. But it's how far can you go like swimming underwater. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Just do. That's what makes a powerful warrior. That's what makes somebody strong with the force. That is what will save you. A lot of people ask us, where is the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation Meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. 
finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy. More than just a thought, but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions. More than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life, consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 